on January 9th, 2005, we're going to have a pay-per-view called New Year's Revolution. And at New Year's Revolution, we're going to have a match that's a proven commodity. A match that will prove without a shadow of a doubt who deserves to be the world heavyweight champion. It's something that I like to call the Elimination Chamber. Oh my God. Uh -oh. The world title will remain vacant until New Year's Revolution. When we have one of, if not the biggest championship matches in Raw's history. And it's going to feature Chris Benoit, Edge, Triple H, Y2J, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho? What? And Evolution's own Batista. What? Batista. And last but not least, Randy Orton. Over oh, a minute. Orton back in the hunt. Ruthless aggression. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 70 of the RE Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us America versus Arabs. As it's time to build towards... Now, I have an issue with this. I swear to God, I swear to God, I always thought it was New Year's resolution. Really? And when, when Bischoff, yeah, I don't know why. And when Bischoff said it was revolution, I was blown away. As it's it time for the... Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with me. As it is time, people, to look at the fallout from Armageddon over on SmackDown and over on Raw, we are building to New Year's Revolution. It still doesn't sit well. I'm Dave, and joining me, as always, is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Are you ready to build towards New Year's Resolution? I'm good. I'm ready to... I'm gonna call it. Let's just put it. Let's put it out there right now. I'm gonna call it New Year's resolution over and over and over again. And probably on the artwork for the episode, I'm gonna find a way to change the spelling because <laughs> New Year's revolution does just, not sit well with me. Just uh, spray paint the rest of it. No, but you know the worst thing is, I even feel like I've seen a logo that's resolution. I, yeah, this is how much I'm so out of tune with this. This tap. We've hit that moment now. I think. I think 2005 for me. That's just nice. Mandela effect, mate. <laughs> I'm telling you, 100%. Right, 
So then, Michael, are you ready to get into things? It's Monday Night Raw. It's December the 13th, one day after Armageddon. But it doesn't fucking matter, because it's Monday Night Raw. We are from the, the Von Braun Center, which I thought was a great name for an arena in Alabama, uh, with around 4,000 people in attendance. Bischoff comes out with a world title to get everything underway. Um, it recaps all the changes last week and, and everything that's happened with the triple threat match. And, hmm, who's the champion? No one kind of knows. Uh, and then we've got this weird shot backstage. We've got Benoit, Triple H and Edge in the middle. But the camera angle's in a weird... I don't know if it was just me, but I thought it was in such a weird way where it looked like Edge looked like an action figure. Like a, they all look like Mattel figures. Edge, for some reason, looked smaller than Triple H. It's like his legs, but then if you go up for like Edge's torso and his arms, he's beefy out and he's getting it bigger. And it just, yeah, the camera angle was just very weird. But I thought it was brilliant because it started an argument between Benoit and Triple H. And then Edge is still arguing at Bischoff through the camera, directly between Triple H and Benoit arguing. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, he knows where his priorities lie. He wants that world title. I, absolutely. Let them two fate over each other. That's it. I'll just pick up the scraps and I'll probably fuck me sent off in the fucking meantime. And did you notice, and, and, I've got to say, massive sign, I'm calling it the raw sign of this build, it took about four seats up, said, we will work for puppies. I didn't. Wowzers. How there did you, you not see it? it took, I didn't. Yeah. It took four seats up. <laughs> Do you know the thing is, I only watched this yesterday, just to, again, just to recap everything. And twice then, no, I didn't see it. <laughs> Um, so Bischoff makes our opening contest is Edge versus Randy Orton 18 minutes Michael uh, Randy Orton gets the win with the RKO um, I, th- I was surprised how long they gave it um, it was one of them that, that they kind of both wanted to a big match feel but you didn't get that big match feel I think because it was an opening contest and no one expected it to go 20 minutes near enough no you didn't expect it to go 20 minutes especially the opening match on a roll mm, definitely that's half the length of the in-ring action from this week's roll <laughs> I think well I think Raw's and Smackdown's in this build these, these I'd probably say Raw wins hands down with the, like the in-ring action yeah Smackdown's just Roman show yeah, Smack, Smackdown's just like segment segment segments is a bit of wrestling segment 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 um, speaking of segments we go backstage uh, Ric Flair's with Triple H and he's listing off his accomplishments um, so Triple H can convince Bischoff to make him champion again um, Batista though he says it's a bad idea to, to start fighting let's, let's play the long game you're the game let's play the game um, I, I, he's saying let's play it properly uh, instead of Bischoff tonight he'll find out and he'll realise who the real champion is Batista's like me you dickhead I fucking love Batista Batista is my wrestler of the fucking month yeah, it's it's amazing in this month. He's a standout it's, this month. It's like we've turned a corner and Vince has finally realised, my God, Batista could be amazing. I used to love how he was obviously fed those lies by Triple H when he was bigging him up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, as well? My, my second wrestler of the month is Ric Flair because Ric Flair plays a great role in, in bigging up Hunter like this little lapdog that he is. Uh, moving on then, uh, Christy, Molina and Maria, they come out with a t-shirt gun. Uh, Snitsky interrupts in what is, was my probably moment of this show. It was brilliant. So Snitsky interrupts he wants to play with the Divas. He don't really. He wants to hurt Christy. He's got Christy in a chokehold for about five and a half minutes, yeah? To the point where Lita comes out. Yeah, Lita. Not any of the 200 plus pound guys in the backstage. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, Lita. Lita comes out. Obviously, I'm champion now, Snitsky. Like she's got a cold. She always talks like she's holding her nose, right? She comes out. She says, I'm champion now. Uh, who gives a fuck about you? During all this time, Snitsky's still got Christy Hemi. Yeah. Christy Hemi, God rest her soul, is still selling like a good one. All right, she's and she says, don't worry. And we get literally a four-minute promo from Lita about how Kane's coming back. Snitsky have had it. All during this time, he's still holding Christy Emmy. <laughs> then he tosses Christy Emmy, runs after Lita, and we never know what happens. Yeah, because he's, he's stopped by walls of fire. <laughs> he's stopped by so walls Kate, of fire. So Lita's inherited that from her husband then? Uh, yeah, it comes in. I think it's in like the, the marriage contract to some allow. Like, you have my firepowers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. What if Kane gets Lita's botching? Oh, poor Kane. <laughs> Uh, we go backstage uh, Christian is ranting about Jericho making him dress like a superhero next week this brings on Eugene and it's fucking brilliant he's getting on Christian's nerves saying Captain Charisma he's not as good as fucking Aquaman but he still asks for his fucking autograph because he's Eugene Aquaman reference in 2004 <laughs> he wasn't even and, popular among and DC then nerds. all of a sudden all of a sudden Mick Foley pops up Mick fucking yeah. Foley that made me pop that absolutely made me pop um, and Eugene, he freaks out because Foley is tied for his four favourite wrestlers. Um, it's Foley, The Rock, which Foley says is a good choice. Papa Shango, which Foley's like, hmm, it's a bit odd, that one. And beautiful Bobby Eaton, because God he's from right here in Huntsville, Alabama. Like, a Bobby Eaton mention on Raw. In 2004. In 2004. And we've only just recently lost Bobby Eaton as well, haven't we? Yes, we have. Um, yeah, so it's it's... What a fucking random time, just a random name. And bless oh, yeah. Eugene. Eugene is such a wrestling fan. And I guess Alan's off the list now since SummerSlam. <laughs> and where's Ben Wilder? Because Ben Wilder was Eugene's pal for a while. And Ben Wilder was trying to tell Eugene, look, it's not, stop it with Triple H. Evolution's going to fuck you up. Like, you, maybe ben Wilder should be on that list. Maybe he's thought, maybe I shouldn't have people who I actually still work with on my top four. <laughs> just in case they fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful Bobby Eaton will do because there's no way he'll come out and kick crap out of me <laughs> we're still backstage Simon Dean's in Bischoff's office trying to sign in his official raw contract uh, Benoit comes in Dean fucks himself and fucks off probably leaves a bag of the old Simon system for Bischoff oh, for in a bit Bish for in a bit uh, Benoit is not happy uh, he says if Bischoff gives the title back to Triple H he'll just show how spineless he really is and that leads on to our next match, which is Benoit and Jericho versus Triple H and Batista. And I thought, to be fair, it wasn't overall a bad match, but it was all about the ending. The ending yeah. was fantastic. It really was. It, with Batista, he wins with a like. Uh, Batista's get locked in the crossface uh, in the sharpshooter. Sorry, Triple H comes in to try and break it up, gets locked in the crossface. Batista just picks Benoit up and smashes him on floor. Spinebuster. One, two, three, and Triple H's expression is like, "What the fuck, oh, man? I was supposed shit. to win." Shit. I see. I I saw that more of a fuck. Shit. Bastard. Keep he him. just beat Benoit with a spinebuster. The fuck could he do to me? I saw the fear in Alan's eyes. Mm. The fear in the game's eyes. That's why he you should be trying that. to sweet talk, Dave. He, he may, I down. think sweet talking's gone. Sweet talking's gone. I think Big Dave now wants that big gold belt. Don't blame him. 100%. 
Moving on then, uh, Mick Foley comes out. Um, it's, it's Christmas time, it's Mick Foley. Of course he fucking comes out. Um, but he's not here to sell a book though, he's here to talk about tribute to the troops because once again, WWE are going back over to celebrate the hard work that the American troops do over in Iraq. Um, but this brings out making their debut. Arabs versus Americans. Just MAGA. I feel uncomfortable talking about it. Yep. I don't understand why it was ever a very gimmick. Especially because, like, do you know the SmackDown? Everything you're saying is right. It was so... Really? Tough. See, yeah, but see, that's the thing. I think that's the thing. Because, yeah, everything like after 9-11, what WWE did, the first show that had people in attendance since 9-11, and it was so emotional, that episode. I've watched it numerous times. So emotional. But, yeah, Vince is like, ah, well, it's been four years. Fuck it. You know, well, three years. It's been three years. No, it hasn't. When were 9-11? 2001? Yeah. yeah, three years. Please. So it's been three years, and Vince is like, fuck it, we'll use it for a gimmick. I don't know, I just feel like the infidel stuff, and like, we, we get that the end, the end comment from Hassan, you support evil and unjust war. Foley goes, I support America. And it's like, oh, mate. <laughs> what a gimmick, Vince McMahon. What a gimmick. You fucking weird bastard. <laughs> Do you know the thing is, though? Great wrestler. Could have been. Do you know the thing is the they could have made him a sympathetic face. Yeah, but the thing is the gimmick kind of works. But like like I said at the start, for me they've gone with Kurt Angle in his debut promos, where I've won the Olympics, I'm your hero, but the way I'm putting my words across, you're gonna fucking hate me. And that's man with us in a nutshell. Yeah, but they should have gone for the babyface route first, I think. Ah, no, it's Vince, dirty foreign heel, mate, dirty foreign heel. We've had loads of room. This time, let's use an A-Rab. <laughs> we go backstage uh, with Rochelle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you reckon? Some... Where, why, where, where was Rochelle in the Diva search? She probably voted off before live shows. <laughs> Quite possibly. We need to go back. <laughs> no. Um, she, no, <laughs> never. Uh, she's in Bischoff's, Bischoff's office, even, when Edge comes in to say he deserves a title. We've heard it time and time again, Edge. You're only going to get... You'll get a shot and you'll fuck your son up. Moving on. Christian Tyson Tonko and da 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 versus Eugene, William Regal and Sheldon Benjamin. Um... Christian, he gets Socko from Eugene, but Maven rolls up Shelton and da 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 da. He pins the IC champion. The streak's back on. The push for Maven. Vince is like, sorry, Maven, about last week, making your fucking loose to Snitsky and all that shit, right? We're back on, son. We're going for IC belt. Come on, Maven. Other tough enough winners are dickhead, so we're putting it all on you now. It's all on you now, sweetheart. It's all on you. So, Maven, now, number one contender. Absolutely. That's how, in my life, he's fucking. Pin the IC champion. One, two, three. Maven is the number one contender to my heart, Michael. And he always will be. <laughs> we go backstage. Uh, Triple H is glaring at Bischoff. And he kind of begs him to return the title. Yeah. He's like, he looked like he's going to cry at one point. Well, um, he he walked in like he was going to fucking deck him. And he's like, oh, please. Oh. The thing is, though, we know how important the, the title is to Triple H. It's more, we've discussed this numerous times. It's more important, especially the big gold belt. It is more important to him than Stephanie and any future children he's going to have with Stephanie. He says Raw's his show, which is true. He's a household name, also true. And people yeah. know him as the world champion. Exactly. It's true. Exactly. He needs to be. He says he needs to be champion so people can recognise him. <laughs> I'm like, duh, duh. 
Daddy. <laughs> Acknowledge me. And we find out, Michael, that next week will be a best of 2004. Like, fuck out watching that. <laughs> so, is it 11.59pm on New Year's Eve? I ain't watching no best of 2004. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, sorry, people, sorry, people, we're skipping over that one. If you want me, <laughs> if you want me to sit through best of 2004, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm all right. Bischoff, he comes out to the ring and he calls for Triple H, Edge and Benoit to come out. Uh, Bischoff, he gets to the idea at New Year's Revolution, which is a brand new pay-per-view, we're going to have the Elimination Chamber. It's going to be those three men and Jericho, Batista, and back in the title hunt, Randall because Alan's not the champion him. anymore. Amazing. Um, it, you get what's going to be expected. Everybody comes out. Big brawl. Uh, RKO to Batista. And that ends the show. Um, yeah, I'm down. I love an elimination chamber. We've spoke about it numerous times. I love chambers. I, I adore a chamber. So, yes, thank you very much. I'm well down. Me too. And I'll, it's, I think, if I recall, it is a good chamber match. I, you know the thing is? Right, and do not spoil it because, A... I don't remember it, and B, I cannot tell you who's going to win. I really don't know. I cannot remember it at all. I'm hoping it's going to be Hunter, because for, for obvious reasons, because right? I, I, people hate it, but I love the game. <laughs> um, but it's his yeah, I, I really don't know. I obviously know it's not Batista, because Batista wins at Mania after he wins the Rumble. I remember that bit, but I couldn't tell you who wins this at all. I'm so hoping it's been Triple H. But anyway, Michael, that was our opening episode of Monday Night Raw. What did you think and how many Mavens? 2.5 Mavens. It was a decent show. Uh, it had Maven and Maven won. Maven won? He got the win. Undercard Maven. <laughs> Midcard <laughs> Maven! But three, out, three <laughs> matches. <laughs> Midcard Maven. But three matches. But the Chamber announcement was the memorable yeah, part. Like, like, it's, it's, like I said, it's a weird, for me, it's a weird month because um, you get you get matches... But you get lengthy matches. Mm. Well, uh, obviously, beat the clock's a bit different and stuff. But but, but with the beat the clock, uh, we'll go into that. Yeah, you get a lot of matches. Do you know what I mean? So I, I feel that I've said at the start. I feel like Raw wins when it comes to match quality because you you get in lengthy matches and everyone loves a good lengthy match. That's what she said. Michael, are you ready for some smack of the down? I'm ready. I'm telling you right now, Paul, Amy Weber, the image consultant of JBL. Look at this. She's got pain. She, it's all over the place. She did a great job. She did a great job with uh, with JBL. It looks great. Now I'm getting dumb stuff all over me. On tables, whatever. Well, it is literally raining red, white, and blue confetti in the Gaylord Entertainment Center. It's unbelievable. Phenomenal. Look at that beautiful smile, Amy. It is December the 16th, 2004. Do you know the name of the arena? No, but I know we're in Music City. We're at the Gaylord Entertainment Center <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee. In the heart of Music City. God, it's so childish. Um, OJ, he comes out and he welcomes JBL to the ring. We get a big introduction. The limo's decked out in a red, white and blue bunting. JBL stands on the top of it with Amy Webber. Um, she's helped down by the Bashams. Um, red, white and blue balloons, confetti. It's America Day. Like, Joe JBL was a face. Yeah. This would be amazing. <laughs> the fans it'd, would be all over this if it was a face. It'd be like when Kurt won the title as a face first time. Well, the second Absolutely. time he won the title. 
Yeah, or like when Eddie won it. Yeah, he got the he got the big pump, uh, the big pompous celebration with the with yeah with with all the balloons and stuff. But yeah, he was like it's JBL, we fucking hate her. But we've got to applaud you. He got he looked so down, so down at Armageddon. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm liking the JBL character. I kind of am and all, right? I fucking knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I hate I myself for it. Because I hated him when I was younger, because I hated Bradshaw in general. I weren't a, a massive fan of APA. I kind of were, but I liked Far- Farouk, my man. I yeah. remember he was Far- Farouk Assad. <laughs> but I never liked JBL World champion, Ron Simmons. But like I said, like I said numerous times, especially like the butt end of 04, start of 05, that's the time, mate, where it's like, I'm a couple of years out of it when it comes to wrestling. So a lot of things now, I might get either a, a first opinion or it might change my original perception because I've watched it a bit more. And I'm, Texas Trump, I'm kind of loving a little bit right now. Um, Trump, he goes on about, he mentions Berlin Walls and Ronald Reagan and the Great yeah, I Depression. Think, I think you'll find that with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> and this brings out Kurt Angle of all people America and we get a stare down between Angle and the cabinet and JBL JBL won the Kurt Angle True American Award well he did that is very very true people forget when Angle was the gaffer uh, he can't believe though Angle he cannot believe that JBL believes he's the greatest champion of all time or that his victory was the greatest win ever and Angle goes are you out of your freaking mind <laughs> Uh, this yes, doesn't matter though because Angle could beat JBL without breaking a sweat. Uh, JBL accepts the title challenge, but not for tonight. And it kind of implies that Amy Webber wore him out after the title victory last night, so he needs to take a week off. <laughs> uh, this brings out Holla Holla Player Player, and he says, I'll make the decision about title matches. Therefore, tonight, Angle versus JBL is happening for the Fucking world title. Yes, get it. Come on. Uh, but do you know what annoys me more? Big Sean must be pissed off. Well, yeah, because he beat Kurt Luther and Ginger the other night. But I did like how Kurt brought up his greatest championship win at Armageddon 2000. It was a great win. Mate, nobody ever coming into that Hell in a Cell, that six-man Hell in a Cell... No one ever expected. Everyone thought either Rock or Austin. Yeah, Rock, Austin. No one ever expected Kurt Angle, but probably no, no one, one ever expected, expected Rikishi either. To be fair, no one. Yeah, but no one probably ever expected Undertaker to throw Rikishi off the cell into a, uh, a truck of hay. A truck of hay. Yeah, a truck of hay. <laughs> great spot. <laughs> I know. It was, I mean, it's one of them. It's always been looked back on. It's a great spot, but it was like looking back now. It's so pish. My it's second so favorite Rikishi pish. bump. Uh, it's so pish. After the uh, Rikishi off the cage onto Valvinus. Exactly. I always know it. Our first match of the night, Rob Van Dam and Rey Mysterio versus Akio and Billy Kidman. We're getting new tag teams, Michael. And what is with Rey's sweater? Just his tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I know it. So you can walk around topless when it's winter. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, the five-star gets the finish in what you expected. Um, but I, I like the fact that we're going to try with a new team of Keo and Billy Kidman let's yeah, go with something fresh can't, we love a bit of fresh don't remember them as a tag team though because I'm sure Akio no. uh, re-emerges uh, Jimmy Wang Yang yes have you seen that Jimmy Wang Yang's now scrapping on indie scene with his daughter but like a tag team I didn't oh, I'll, have to sh- I'll have to send you I'll a post yeah out. I think it's. I think I follow him. I follow him on Facebook or Twitter, one of the two. And I've seen it. Yeah, he's, he's fainting now. He's do- uh, I think they call her Jazzy, Jazzy, Jazzy Yang. I think she goes by. 
Uh, him and his daughter, the tag team on Indie Team. Well, better than like Jazzy Wank. <laughs> Jazzy Wank. Uh, speaking of Jazzy Wanks, here comes Tony Wilson in a rather revealing Uncle Sam outfit. Is this the same outfit that fucking Kenzo wears in a bit? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, she's proud of having, having helped the troops uh, last year and she'll be doing it again next week. Uh, so we find out next week it'll be tribute to the troops on SmackDown, which just like Raw with the best of, as much as we ignored that, we're not going to ignore this, but what I'd like to do and what I'm going to do, because I'm in control here, <laughs> is uh, we're not going to cover it now. Uh, what we're going to do is do what we did last year with Tribute Troops 2003. We're going to do it as a video episode and it's going to be on our Patreon. as a free post for everyone so we can all sit and watch it together. We might even do a live watch. And me and Mike together because by the time we, we uh, get round to... The next, probably the next time we record, me and Michael should be able to record in the same room. Um, so why not? Because I've got my second job this weekend. That's it, and man's a week after. Um, so what we should do is we'll do a live watch of uh, China and X-Pac sex tape, as we discussed at Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to do it. We've got to. It's 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 part of our, our timeline. <laughs> No, for, for you, for Facebook. <laughs> Have some of this Zuckerberg, you cunt. <laughs> and, uh, and then also we'll do uh, a live watch or whatever and we'll cover Tribute to Troops as a video episode uh, because I like, because it's it's kind of nothing to do with the timeline, with storyline. No, it's, it's just a bit, it's a bit of fun, in it? It's a, it's a wholesome house show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, back to tonight's show, though. We're backstage, Eddie Guerrero. Um, he says <laughs> he's on the same page uh, with another woman named Lauren who comes up. So we're getting another diva that weren't on diva search that I didn't pay attention to. Yeah, I don't recognise her at all. Where are twins? I like them twins. I remember twins. I've got to think about twins. Well, I think we've got some twins <laughs> coming in a couple of years. <laughs> hey, not them twins. That fucking plastic, them cunts. No. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Gemini. Oh, I thought you were on about Bellas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Booker T though he comes in and he starts hitting on this Lauren uh, Eddie makes fun of him as she leaves uh, Eddie's ready to have a single match next week for tribute to the troops he nearly get into a fight uh, so I guess I guess that was just an advert for a singles one on one between Eddie and Booker at tribute to the troops you'd think I reckon so I reckon so but I loved how Booker said the only name that she needs to know is bt.com. <laughs> if she wants good broadband. <laughs> well, no, if she wants shit broadband. I've never had a good experience with BT. <laughs> uh, we're still backstage, Michael, as Michelle McTaker. Uh, she says, Fyodor Long is meditating and can't see Orlando Jordan right now. Uh, she slams the door in his face and here comes the big dog to talk about how great Kurt Angle is. OJ is talking about how it's like the lackeys are bigging up their bosses. Yeah. My boss is better than your boss. My dad will beat your dad. At least Jamie Earl's paying for his boys to get healthcare. Well, kind of Luffer looked a bit excited about that. He's like, hmm, healthcare. I might pay for that. Luffer's like, yeah. I can get worries on healthcare. <laughs> Up next, Kenzo and Renee against Eddie Guerrero and Booker T. And a frog splash gets the victory for Team Edta. Well, he's Eddie's fifth element looking car. What did you make to the match in general? Uh, it was a tag match. It was fairly decent. It definitely it was a tag match. <laughs> it was a match that happened. But Fifi looked like Vince Neil from 81. Oh, yes. That yes, thank skin. you, Michael. Michael, Fifi watch. 
See, I was, look, she looked like Vince Neil from 1981. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm chuckling, but I have no idea what you're talking from Motley Crue. <laughs> oh, Test is banned. Test? Yeah, Test with bodyguard from Motley Crue. He was. Can't you remember? That was his gimmick when he first came into WWE. He was, yes. <laughs> I remember Test. You might not. I'll never forget him. I remember Test. <laughs> Up next, Michael, we get the full, because fuck's sake, we need to fill a bit of time. The full match, even including mm. when we get a bit of blood, the camera goes fucking black and white. I'm surprised they didn't even show fans, right? We get John Cena versus Jesus from fucking Armageddon. What the fuck? Have we not got any guys backstage who can work a couple of matches in this time frame? It's ridiculous. I don't, I What's can't, Charlie Asu? What's Bob Ali doing? It's like we finished year, we end it year and everyone's fucking gone, right? I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday. Oh, fucking Christmas... Break, Fuck it, everyone's off for Christmas. Uh, here comes Al Snow uh, for the Tough Enough finale. Daniel Puder versus Mike the Miz Mizanin. Uh, Daniel Puder is announced as the winner, which we all knew anyway. Miz knew before Ali's been announced. Absolutely, it. absolutely. Um, I think it's one of them that, I, I, for me personally, I think Vince always wanted Puder to win because of UFC. But I think him nearly breaking Angle's arm, for me, that's something that Vince had found, right? It turned him on. I think that sort of shit would go over in Vince's house. Oh, min- he wants the boys to teach him a lesson. Or, the, or there is that which we find out going forward. Uh, and Al Snow, he has another surprise. Daniel Puder is officially in the Royal Rumble 2005. Now, for me, this seemed to come off as a bit of a, of a shock for Puder. Yeah. I feel like he did. I feel like he didn't know this. I reckon it was a shock. Yeah, and like the the Miz doesn't say anything. He just congratulates Puder, and Puder just stood there like to end the segment, and he looks fucking blown out of his mind. I thought, oh, I'll get a million dollars, I'll work a couple short matches, some training. Yeah, maybe be off TV for six months and then come back. No, you're at Rumble, son, and you wait till we tell you who you're going to be at Rumble with. <laughs> <laughs> fucking um, we see Angle backstage and he's ranting about the state of American sports today and says America needs him. Uh, the big dog, he um, hints at Angle giving him healthcare for his back injury. Angle's like, shut the fuck up. It even brings up Rats on JBL paying healthcare for his boys. <laughs> but surely Kurt knows some good doctors. He'd well, broken his neck how many times? Yeah, but also look at his medication to cabinet. Exactly. They're the sort of doctors that you want to be knocking about with. <laughs> but look at the big dog. The big dog's probably got stronger dealers. <laughs> <laughs> big dog's got veins in places I don't have fucking places. <laughs> um, up next, uh, Teddy Long comes out for commentary for the main event as he has announcement. Because next week, one-on-one, is Heidenreich versus The Undertaker. Um, Joe Giovanni, she comes out in a nice Santa outfit and she throws candy cake to the crowd because Christmas. And Taz starts singing Joy to the World. <laughs> As it is time for our main event, it is Bradshaw versus Angle for the SmackDown World Championship. Um, towards the end of the match, a powerbomb's counted into an ankle lock. Uh, Basham's, Reigns, Jindrak, everyone comes in, everyone's brawling. As JBL taps out, but the referee's distracted. Uh, the Juice, he comes in with a belt. We get a close two count. Angle though grabs the ankle lock again. This time, Jordan comes in for the DQ to save the title and once again to save JBL. I did like though when Kurt first locked in the ankle lock and then OJ ran in and Angle just sidesteps him and he just goes over the top rope. Yeah, uh, fuck you, OJ. Fuck you, the like, I'm not taking a fucking bump from you. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it was great. And then obviously, OJ comes back in for the finish and fucking the smashes belt. him. And, and yet again, and JBL comes... leaves with the title. And out comes the big well... show. 
<laughs> well, out comes no BS Paul White. Chokes on the two tag teams. And then OJ decides he wants to attack Big Show. Eats the boot in an F5. F5, mate. I, I don't get this Big Show F5 stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, really... it's Brock's move. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. But anyway, that was smack of the down. How many mavens and what did you make overall to the show? Two. It, Two? Yo, Michael, we are in tune today, brother. It was a decent show, but putting the a pay-per-view match, match from the last pay-per-view on show, just, what the fuck? The point. You've yeah, got 100%. enough wrestlers backstage You weren't working a match. Could have had a match. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Raw wins. Michael... Are you ready for some more Monday Night Raw? Uh, yes, please. No, you're not, because it's best of. <laughs> Michael, are you ready for some more Smack of the Down? No. No, because it's tribute to the troops. troops. <laughs> but I'm ready so, for the next Raw. Which brings me to tonight, because tonight I have a couple of surprises. First of all, all six competitors in the Elimination Chamber match are going to have what I like to call a beat-the-clock night. That's right, Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, Edge, Batista, Y2J, Chris Jericho, and Triple H will all have one-on-one matches with unknown opponents. And it's very quite simple. You see, the man who defeats his opponent in the least amount of time will be the last man released into the chamber. And since time is of the essence, please allow me to introduce to you our very special guest timekeeper and the winner of the 2004 Raw Diva Search. So then, Michael, moving on, it is December the 27th, 2004, the final row of 2004. We are in the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Mississippi. Um, Bischoff, he comes out uh, and he says, tonight, all six participants will be taking place in six matches against mystery opponents. The one that wins in the quickest time with the last man entering the cell, uh, the chamber, sorry. Uh, But if any of the six participants lose... Uh, their opponents will take their place in the chamber match. So Rightfully it's beat, so. It's a beat the clock, and Christy Hemi will be the timekeeper because who gives a fuck? And it also tonight, Bischoff uh, will be telling people who the guest referee will be at the chamber. Um, I'm all down for this. I love a bit of beat the clock. I love the beat clock, and I love uh, the concept that if you get beat, you're out. That's, that's, that's such a because we've had beat the clock for fucking years and years and years through various different um, eras of WWE. We've had beat the clock, but I like this little stipulation that if you lose, it makes so much sense. Take, it's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. And if this is a Bischoff idea, good on him. Absolutely. Um, so the beat the clock. The first match is Jericho versus Christian. Uh, Jericho gets the victory in ten minutes forty-seven. So Jericho's in the chamber. 10 minutes 47 is the time to beat. That's not a bad time. It was quite a good match. Quite a good opening it match. It was. And Christian and Jericho, they know each other too well. It's not going to be a short match. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, um, it was just a shorter version of the last singles. Yeah, it was a shorter version Jericho of what they could have done on pay-per-view. Absolutely. Do you notice, though, how 
uh, Robert says, beat the clock. Beat the clack. <laughs> could be worse. Could be saying, beat your cock. <laughs> we go backstage. Uh, Ric Flair is trying to calm Triple H down while Batista doesn't seem to care. I thought it was a great strip of Triple H. Like, it could be anybody. Fucking hell. Oh, shit. It Batista's could be Shelton. Like, Batista's like, so what? It could be yeah. anyone. I'm, I'm going to kick fuck out of anyone. It's up to you, Mush. And he's like, all right. Actually, if you think you could beat anyone, let's put 100 quid on it. 100 fastest quid. Wins. Who could beat the fastest finger first? Who's, who's going to win? Um, Triple H, he still looks pissed off. Ric Flair's intervening. It, it makes it clear that uh, the people who it's all about Triple H and Batista's like, oh, all right, dickhead. We'll see. <laughs> That's what you say. We'll see. We'll see. Up next, beat the clock challenge time. Randall Keith Orton versus... Dream uh, Christy Hemi, she's changed her outfit. Yeah. I fucking love it, love it. Um, and the clock is set at 10 minutes 47. So now Randy Orton or Maven has got to get a victory before that time runs out. Uh, and then that, that it goes on to the next person. That's why the beat the clock works. Uh, did you love that Jerry Lawler referred to Randy Orton uh, as the big O after Maven uh, smashed him into steel steps and then made a pose? Yes. The big O. Fucking but, love it. Didn't we get the big O? Wasn't that like one of fucking uh, Zack Ryder's pals? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought so. I thought it was. Uh, Randall Orton, he gets the victory with the RKO at 6 minutes 14. So the... So close. Not, Booyaka. It's not, it's not long now. That's that's not a long period of time. Up next, Lita versus Molly Holly in a non-title match. DDT gets Lita DDT. the victory. Yeah, it's standard procedure. Standard procedure. But post-match, here comes Snitsky. He chases Lita through the crowd into the back. Lita gets into a room, but here Bischoff, he makes, the yeah, he makes a New Year's revolution. <laughs> I fucking hate that that's what it's called. It's Kane versus Snitsky, because why the fuck not? Uh, you know, if Kane's coming back, he's got to have something to do. And in another case of why the fuck not, Simon Dean versus Rosie, which is a fallout from Heat. Uh, Simon Dean gets the victory, which it's Simon Dean. We're kind of pushing him because he's got cocaine. But yeah, Rosie, he's got oh cocaine, but such a sleepy voice. But Rosie, oh my God, how shit are you to lose to fucking Simon Dean? We roll up. Hmm. He's like a, he, he's like a turtle. Yeah, but you're Rosie. You're fucking. You're a beast. You're super. You're a beast. You're a it's not even the fact that he's a superhero, he's a beast. And he's losing because Simon Dean, uh, well, Rosie, because being a dickhead, he goes for Simon's fucking weightlifting belt and then gets rolled up because he's an idiot. Yeah. And it's like, you're fucking Rosie, you're the size of an house. You shouldn't be fucking losing. It, like, you're teabagging him at one point. He's not on coke. <laughs> it probably, that probably just showed his brother like it's an actual wrestling move. <laughs> <laughs> up next, Michael, beat the clock challenge time. Edge versus Eugene. I'm all over this. Eugene the like Chamber. Straight away, right, straight away when Eugene came out, I was like, oh, this is the perfect guy to use to fuck with Edge. And it fucks it with Edge. It fucks with him. It fucks with Edge. We get, we get rock bottoms. We get stunners, which reversed into a spear. But it sends Eugene to the fucking time, to the outside, as time expires. Um, so the match keeps going, though. Can Eugene beat Edge to fucking get, the, get a spot in the chamber? Uh, no is the answer. Um, educator, the sharpshooter without kind of stepping over, which I think is a phenomenal uh, uh, submission move. One that I feel like no one kind of uses anymore. Um, well, no one kind of used since Edge, I don't think. I've, I don't my, think I've ever it's seen one of my favourite variations. Educator is brilliant. Like I said, it's like the sharpshooter, but you don't fully step over. It's brilliant. That get Edge the win. So Edge, even though he's not beating the clock, Edge is still in the chamber um, at some yeah, resolution you know, pay-per-view. Eugene being outside the ring for a minute and a half. And the ref didn't start counting until Edge left the ring. 
He was outside the ring for a minute and a half. Because the referee, because wrestling, Michael. I tell you this time and time again. The, the, un, the unexplained. You can't even left the ring. The unexplained can only be explained because wrestling. We've come he to that agreement. Nephew just not having countouts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Speaking of Easy E, um, he's in the back on the phone, um, and he's speaking to what sounds like the uh, what's going to be announced as the guest referee at the at the chamber. It must be someone who Bischoff likes, because he's very yeah. very happy. Absolutely, uh, coach trying to be coach. Um, he wants to know what's going on. Uh, he offers Bischoff his Christmas present, is some coach sunglasses. Um, coach though, he ain't got a clue, and he wants to know, and he's not happy. But fuck the coach. Yeah, fuck coach. He's fuck coach. He needs to practice uh, commentating. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get to that shortly. Up next, more beat the clock time. Um, Chris Benoit to get another wardrobe change versus Viscera, and yes. Chris do have another wardrobe change and Viscera getting involved yeah. and oh my god Michael this was fucking ridiculous so the clock is set at 6 minutes 14 um, and with a I don't know a minute and a half Benoit as Viscera tapped in it locked in the crossface it was yeah. ridiculous that was like Triple H lasted about as long at Mania and this is fucking Mabel I, 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 it blew me away of all How the long people had him as well in, fucking Mabel uh, so Benoit gets the victory at 5 minutes 43. So the, it's not much time now. Not much time left. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to absolutely smash your opponent to beat that. You're going to have to beat. And then someone's going to have to try and beat that if that person does it. It's, whew, things are getting tense. Tense. Um, speaking of tense, here comes, for a whole different reason, here comes Stacey Keebler and shows what a great Christmas. 2004 was a great year and thanks for voting her the babe of the year. She says she'll bend over backwards and forwards yes, to please. make 2005 a much better year. This brings out Arabs as Mohammed yeah, Hassan. What's he got a problem with that? Oh, she's uh, a woman. Okay. <laughs> that's it. It doesn't stand for in their country, in Canada. Um, Davari, he throws Stacey out and Sam rants about Christmas before going into his same standard I hate yeah, why gonna, because America's Why is he going to attack Christmas? Because fucking Arabs. Uh, and this leads to the Arabs going on to commentary and yelling at JR and, and the King. And it, they attack JR and the King, mate. And JR is like, he's cut himself shaving. It looks like he's got one of them ketchup sashes. And the worst thing is, we go, to the, we go to the break, we come back, and King's like, are you alright? And he's like, ah, fine, fucking Oklahoma JR barbecue sauce. And it literally looks like he's just cut him and shaving. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Up next, beat the clock challenge, Batista versus Rhino. The clock is set at 5 minutes 43. Batista fucking hammers him and gets the victory. Like, it was brilliant because he got gored and he just got straight back <laughs> up and went, come on, you prick. Like, if we're going to push Batista, this, this is, is how we're pushing him. I fucking love it. Three minutes and two seconds remains on the clock. I just loved it. It Batista. I was like, plenty of time. It's fucking brilliant. One he's more. Like, he's like, one more, one more. Like, the crowd are lapping it up as well. Like, they are so ready for Batista to do what Randy Orton did and leave Triple H and Ric Flair high and dry. So ready. I just thought, it's fucking phenomenal. I loved that segment. Loved it. I thought it was perfectly done. We're making Batista look like a monster, which he, he should be now. Because he's so much be better. Super he's so much better than the Batista that started off in 2003 as this really green as grass, a bit roidy. This Batista, I'm all behind. Fucking yes. The Batista train. Better than uh, Deacon. 
Ah, fuck Deacon. I mean, it's a long, long memory away. It's about six years ago that in our real life. Fuck Deacon. <laughs> Two years um, ago this lifetime. Yeah. Uh, we get a video for tribute to your troops, and then we go backstage with Coach interrupts Bischoff talking to Candice Michelle to Ask see the special Christmas. referee. <laughs> um, the special referee's here tonight. Uh, Bischoff, he wants to know how Coach knows he's here and he doesn't know who the referee is. Which, yeah, that makes sense to me because about yeah. 10 minutes ago, you're like, well, who's the ref? And I was like, Bish, the ref's here. How the fuck do you know? Maybe he's seen Foley backstage again. I just thought it's Foley. Because Foley, to be fair, anything that's cage structured, there's yeah. a chance Foley's involved. Back in the day, when I first, when I was watching this back in the day, I thought it was Foley. That, well, the fact that he popped up as well last week. Yeah. You thought, there's, there's, because I, oh, how did you think it could be? That's probably why. Uh, Mohammed Hassan, he comes in to interrupt. He doesn't like J.R. King's anti-Arab-American propaganda. And next week we have a debate. A fucking a mass yeah. debate. A mass debate. And the absolute no reaction from the crowd kind of tells you how excited they are from an Arab and Davari and Jerry Lawler and Oklahoma doing a debate next week. Yeah, Bischoff says J.R. ain't a wrestler, so he's not sanctioning J.R. in a match. Um, Unforgiven 2003. Yeah, it made loads of times. Like, even before our timeline, loads of times J.R.'s wrestled. J.R. JR's more uh, more than a wrestler than a lot of wrestlers on roster. Uh, J.R. loves his crap. Even though he's shitty. wrestling most on <laughs> hey. uh, We're still backstage. Uh, Triple H, he complains to Flair about Batista, who doesn't kind of see, see the issue. Uh, Batista said Triple H is starting to tick him off, and that kind of got a little bit of a pop from the fans. I'm like, mm. yeah, the fans are so ready. They are so ready for Batista to smash fuck out of him. Uh, Ric Flair, he tries to make uh, to keep the peace. Uh, as we lead on to our next matches, beat the clock. Shelton Benjamin versus the game. Um, the clock is set at three minutes uh, and two seconds. And what got me, Ray, I know it's all about fucking other Triple H, but is there any need for every other cunt to be at ringside? Yeah, We've got they didn't have Maven, it. Rhino, Viscera. Do you know what I mean? Come on. They didn't, they didn't have people watching at ringside. No. And the pressure gets to Hunter as the time expires. Uh, the match carries on, though, and Triple H it gets the victory after a bit of Ric Flair shenanigans that distract Shelton with the pedigree. So thank fuck. And Batista to, looked pissed. Thank fuck Triple H wins. But there is still more because Raw goes off the air as Bischoff announces the special guest referee for the Elimination Chamber. None other making his return. I didn't realise he'd gone away. It's Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he's been out injured because uh, it Kane injured him and then they had the match. And then he was And then he threw him off. Ah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. But Edge's spear took him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So, yeah, Shawn Michaels, special guest referee at uh, New Year's Revolution. Still hard to say. Um, Surely Triple H is going to win. Exactly. Break it down. Well, he's got to, you know, make sure someone else has got his back since since Batista looked quite upset that Triple H won. Maybe Batista wanted Shelton in the chamber instead of Triple H. Maybe. But, Michael, that was money that rap. What did you make and how many Mavens? Good row. Three Maven. Agreed. Agreed. Good amount of matches row, and row. the concept. We had storyline. On, on the beat not, the clock. Not, we didn't just have random matches that just because we did it last week. Right? We've actually got, there's a reason why every single match took place near enough. Every single match. 
and uh, like I said, that added element. And if they lose, their opponent takes their spot. And we, but we also had like for me, Raw. That one of my biggest concerns has been for a while with Raw. That the main event is the only focus. Whatever else goes on the mid card is just to fill time. Yeah. Where, which which is still the same case. But I think tonight, or like tonight, I think this Raw, um, the way that the the mid card was kind of uh, interjected within the main event. To make it a bit more exciting, like Rhino could have got a spot in the chamber. Uh, what the only thing that annoyed me is that they didn't go with someone losing their spot. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. So, like a Eugene or a Rhino or a Maven, do you know what I mean? Just someone that didn't. For me, it was kind of more focused on the the beat the clock element of not and not the element of well, you know, it was more well, focused on the again. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they should. I really hope they do. Absolutely, I thought it was brilliant, brilliant idea, brilliant idea. It should be a staple to beat the clocks. Yeah, if you lose, you've lost your you've lost your spot. But I suppose it has to be uh, in. It, it's got to be in a multi-man match, hasn't it? Like a chamber or something like that for it to work. Um, but yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. Are you ready for some more smack of the down? I am. We'd like to show our appreciation for your support all year long by bringing you the biggest smackdown possible: the 2004 Night of Champions. Now, what that means is every champion on SmackDown will defend their title tonight against an opponent of their choosing. John Cena will defend the United States Championship. Rey Mysterio, RVD, will defend the WWE Tag Team Championship. Fanaki will defend the Cruiserweight Championship. And JBL will defend the WWE Championship. Now, 2004 was off the hizzle for shizzle, dog, and 2005 is going to be even better. In fact, it's going to be cracking. Holla back, player. Last SmackDown of the year. The final wrestling show of WWE of the year. Uh, December the 30th, 2004, the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. Fiona uh, Longi comes out and announces tonight will be Night of Champions, WCW, uh, as every champion defending their title against the opponent of their choosing. Which JBL's makes me thinking all grand luchador, isn't he? <laughs> it makes me think no champions are losing this evening. No. Opening contest, John Cena defending his US belt versus Ray Dupree. John Cena gets the win with the FU standard. I feel yeah, like it was as if there was going to be any other outcome. Yeah, I feel like this is how it's going to go. Um, we go backstage, JBL and Amy Webber, they have a great idea as they run into Joe Giovanni. Uh, Amy calls her fat, and Joe asks what's up with a weird skin hanging from her neck. Uh, JBL yells at Joe, but here comes big boyfriend, big Joe. Uh, Joe wants a title shot tonight, and JBL says he'll take it into consideration. Now, for me personally, if Angle deserves a shot, so does, I mentioned this last time, so does fucking big Joe. Yeah. They both deserve a shot, so... Absolutely. What, what do we do? Triple threat, triple threat. No one can this match. Here comes Kurt Angle for his weekly open challenge. Uh, he wants a shot at JBL as well because Angle made him tap out two weeks ago. First though, let's get on with the challenge. As we get... Not that Matt Striker? Yeah, with a massive monobrow. Who's that Matt Striker? I've never heard of... Well, I've heard of Matt Striker, but this isn't Matt Striker. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the Matt Striker I know. Um, Matt Striker I know doesn't have a monobrow that big, and Kurt takes no. offence to that monobrow. Uh, ankle lock, tap out, less than a minute. Uh, pfft, pish. I thought we'd ended the open challenges with the big show coming out. 
Well, we had Santa Claus at pay per view. <laughs> it's not champions. So. Yeah, but was was the Santa Claus an open challenge or was that not Kurt Angle calling him out because he was sick of his shit? Uh, we go backstage with Rob Van Dam and Rey Mysterio. They're discussing tonight's possible opponents. Uh, Van Dam he suggests May and Muller <laughs> when uh, Eddie Guerrero and Booker T walk in. Uh, the challenge is thrown down, and I've got a feeling I can see where this is going. Yeah, it's like I love how like we realize you guys were a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> we are now. They've had the same amount of matches as you, you and Rob had. That's it. Abs- absolutely. Uh, we're still backstage and Daniel Puder he introduces himself to the locker room but he knocks over someone's bag off the bench and that someone had to be fucking Thurman and he he doesn't want to hear it I'm not bothered Puder that you trained for 8 weeks I couldn't give a fuck Puder tries apologising but then Puder pisses Holly off but saying hardcore you've been around here for all these years why have you never main evented Wrestlemania because when I win the Rumble sunshine I'm going to Mania and I'm like, oh, it's hardcore Holly. Oh, and I'm like, Holly's oh, going to murder a little shit. Oh, he's going to batter you, son. He's, he's going to kill him. He's going to fucking batter you. He's going to kill him. We are still backstage as Teddy Long has another random woman in his office when JBL, Amy Webber and The Juice walk in. Um, JBL is glad about getting to choose his opponent and everyone's name is in a fishbowl. Um, he draws a name and he wants to go again, but Long says, whoever it is yeah, on the paper, you you've got to fake. And JBL reluctantly agrees, and straight away I was like, I remember this! Yep. Every fucker's Shannon Moore! <laughs> I was so close. I was like, oh, I remember this segment, everyone's Shannon Moore. As it is, world title time, JBL versus Shannon Moore, and Shannon Moore gets the victory, and you have a new SmackDown world <laughs> champion, Michael. And Tim was so confused when JBL handed the name. You were like, really? No, you, you were scared of this? <laughs> I could take this guy. Post-match Long comes out and he says, he knows something's up. We go to the fishbowl and the fishbowl, every single name is Shannon Moore. And I was like, yeah, I remember that spot. Great segment. Brilliant. Great detective work there, Teddy. (laughs) Fucking brilliant. Um, He says, because JBL got to pick his opponent tonight, I'm picking yours for the Rumble and it's going to be Kurt Angle. He comes out, he calls JBL a liar. Teddy Long though cuts him off and he's got more of a surprise because it's going to be a triple threat match, also including the Big Slow. There we go. Are you ready for the Rumble? That could be a good match. Fuck off. It's, it's two, two big fellas and Kurt Angle. It's going to be summer. I don't know about a good match. It's going to be summer. That's Kurt's going to try his best. Fuck me. Uh, but it, Ka- it was champion's choice who they fought. So why is it an issue that he's faced Shannon Moore? Well, because he's a little fucking dweeb. He wanted him to face fucking Cole Brock Lesnar out. Uh, we, we see Carlito. He doesn't like Teddy Long and has a New Year's resolution of his own. See, resolution, not revolution. He wants to get rid of Teddy Long as the general manager. Um, you can just feel what's coming here. He's going to, I feel like, a petition's on its way. Yeah, sign this. Sign this. Sign this. Yes, please. And here comes John Heidenreich. Heidenreich, he insists that he's not scared of Undertaker and even tried to give Undertaker a way out last week. Now, Undertaker seems to want more. The Royal Rumble, it will be the final resting place because Heidenreich does not fear the dead man. And then we see here Undertaker's voice. He promises to make Heidenreich his bitch. Uh, cue the druids with the casket, which of course outcomes the Undertaker. Heidenreich shits himself as Cole speculates that we may be having a casket match at the Rumble. I am down. I fucking love casket matches. I do. I can't wait. Undertaker's going to bury him. Alive. Literally. <laughs> it's like that in What are you doing? I'm burying you. 
We go backstage with Jindrak, Lufa Reigns. Uh, they said they should be getting the tag shot tonight. And the Bashams, Why? they said they should be getting theirs. Yes. Eddie and Booker, they come in. And straight away, I'm thinking, maybe we may have a tag division again. Well, we need one since Dudley's are out. And I feel like all of a sudden, all because we've got Ren and Ken, we've got the champs, We've got Eddie and Booker. We've Big got not Team Angle. We've got the Bashams are back on screen. I feel like maybe SmackDown may... Akio and Kidman. I feel like we may have a SmackDown tag division again. We just need Duddis come back. It's coming. It's got to be coming soon. They've got to come back, haven't they? Sure. Can't I, be, I believe, they can't be in TNA yet. No, no. Oh, can they? I don't know. We, we shall see. We Up next, Michael. Research. Over to you. The rematch, Funaki versus Spike, Cruiserweight Child Time. It was a decent match. It was basically the same match we had at the pay-per-view, just a bit shorter. Funaki wins with a sunset flip. Yeah, standard. I'm glad he retained, because I, I, I thought, back in my mind, we're like, oh, it's going to be a one-and-done thing. But I'm glad he retained. I think I know. I think it's... Uh, is it the... Cool. I, I, I feel like I'm a rumble ahead of myself. Because one of them's a cruiserweight invitational tournament rumble thing that Sugar Shane Elms wins. That's next. Is, I think that's next year. Is I that six? Remember. I can't remember. I feel like that could be six. I, I don't think know. it is. Only time will tell. We are backstage once more with Michelle Mateka, Rochelle, and Lauren, who's the uh, the bird that was in the office earlier. Um, they're hitting on Cena as he goes to get a drink. Um, I quite, I quite like. Porn. Yeah, but I did like how Lauren said, "Can we see it?" Michelle said, "Can we touch it?" Michelle said, "Can we play with it?" And they're on about the spinner belt. We're like, yeah, porn up. Porn up to show Cena's new toy. <laughs> <laughs> up next, tag team title time. RVD and Rey Mysterio team 420 against their chosen opponents, Eddie Guerrero and Booker T. Right, my issue is, why would you pick probably the strongest two of all the people you could pick? Because... Surely you'd pick Jindrak and Reigns. No, they should have got the RVD's plan. Oh, May Young and Muller. No, his other one. Tony Wilson and Don Marie. <laughs> um, we get a ref bump. Uh, Eddie is tempted to go for the title. He throws it to Ray for the old playing possum. But like, it was fucking brilliant because the ref catches on and Ray gabs a victory roll for a team. It's like, sometimes, Eddie, sometimes it just doesn't fucking work. I, I loved how Eddie was torn, though. Like, ooh, should I cheat? Should I not? Should I cheat? Should I not? Because My best he's, mate. He's, he's a face. It's his pal. He's a face. But also, he wants to be a champion. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those, isn't it? Um, I quite liked how the, the show went off the air with Eddie, Eddie and Booker. They kind of, they weren't happy, but they seemed to kind of agree with the outcome. And I'm like, this could be a tag team and this could work. This could have Goldust and Booker T feels. It, I don't think it lasts long. I feel like it could be brilliant. It really could. It's probably, well, as we know, it doesn't fucking last long. Uh, but Michael, that was smack of the down. What did you think and how many Mavens? Decent smackdown, two and a half, uh, but Raw wins for me. I thought Raw was the better show. I mean, main event for smackdown was great. Those four just worked so well together. I think the beat the clock element always is, is going to be, smackdown would have to do something special to, to beat that. Absolutely. But yeah, I'd, I'd say two Mavens. I thought it was a, it was a decent show. Um, I feel like it's one of them where... Especially John Cena, I'll use him as a, as a prime example. John Cena, for me at the minute, they're waiting just to push him. And yeah. everything at the minute seems a little bit below him. And yeah, like the mid-card and the main event. Staying. Like, get rid of JBL, right? Get rid of JBL and, 
everybody else, it's kind of, and obviously Kurt Angle now we're putting him back up to the mid card and uh, the main event, sorry, Big Show back up to the main event and fuck fucking the reflection and, and the big dog. Um, but I just feel like the mid card is very much the main event and the main event is very much the mid card on SmackDown. Yeah. I feel like it all blends together. I feel like there's no there's no real definition of what's the mid card and what's the main event. Where Raw, I think it's a whole different story. I think because we've still got Eddie as a face in the main event. That's yeah, but what's if you yeah, but if, if you look at look at the main event of SmackDown, we had um, Eddie Booker, RVD, Rey Mysterio. For me, that's three. If four. I, but no, I'd because I don't think no, I don't think Ray's ready yet in the way they're booking it. He pinned the former WWE champion. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, right. You're looking at it from like your own. My opinion. You're looking at it from your own perspective, right? Rey Mysterio in 2004 is not main event caliber yet. In no, the way 2004. Been, in the way, exactly, that's what I'm saying. But in the way they've been booking him. But you got to think. Rob Van Dam's had main event matches. But Booker T. He's in the like, invasion angle. He was big world champion. Eddie Guerrero has come off the back of a world title victory. But this is this is your mid card main event. Because your main event, your, your 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 main event scene is JBL and whoever he's feuding with, and Undertaker. But Undertaker's feuding with Heidenreich. So yeah. for me, that's a mid card feud. That's Smack, SmackDown is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. He's not. But he's not really feuding with Heidenreich. He's more feuding with Heyman. That still stems from like the Dudleys and killing Bearer. I'd say it stems from Brock. We could, we could, yeah, we could go that far back if we wanted. Or we could go back fucking eighties. Yeah, but yeah, but that's back. That, that's back to Dead Man Walking. Though, isn't it? Well, wasn't Paul Heyman his fucking manager when he was at the uh, yeah, skyscrapers? Was it uh, him and uh, him and the guy that was Whale and Mercy? Weren't they the skyscrapers? Yes, Dan Spivey. Yeah, and he was he was Dan Spivey, yeah, and he was the manager then. So we, we can go all the way back. <laughs> Longest feud ever. <laughs> Michael, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year for all acquaintance, be forgotten. I don't know the words. <laughs> Everyone knows that start bit, though, don't they? Everyone knows that. For that <laughs> This Sunday at New Year's Revolution, Raw is going to crown a new world champion. But before this Sunday, We've got some business to take care of here tonight. Now, last week on Raw, all six participants in the Elimination Chamber had an opportunity to play Beat the Clock. Well, this week on Raw, all six participants in the Elimination Chamber are going to have an opportunity to beat each other. Because tonight on Monday Night Raw, we're going to start the new year off with Batista versus Chris Benoit. But it gets better yet. Because Edge will be taking on Y2J Chris Jericho. And believe it or not, here in Uniondale, Long Island, New York, one of the greatest world champions of all time, Triple H will be facing Randy Orton. Now, do you know the one thing that 2005 is most well known for? Is it the upcoming Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania 21? No. Uh, 22, is it 
21 or 22? 21. <laughs> 21. Uh, no, it's the birth of YouTube. Oh. 2005 YouTube that's gone on to be the multi-fucking money-making machine for multiple, multiple people. Um, yeah, 2005 was the birth of YouTube, according to Google. If I'm wrong, don't shout no, at me, shout me. at Google. I was... <laughs> I spent the majority of my ICT classes just watching wrestling on YouTube. And I somehow still got a B in it. Uh, so it is January the 3rd, 2005. It is Monday Night Raw. Uh, we are live from Long Island, New York. Um, so tonight we found out that the six people facing each other at the Mission Chamber are going to be facing each other tonight in one-on-one -on -one competition. So we've got Batista versus Benoit, Edge versus Jericho, and in your main event, The Game versus Randy Orton. I love how they're giving all these matches away for well, free last TV. Match they had together was on free TV, but that was so long ago. You'd think they'd save it for pay per view. I do. I don't mean. Yeah, you got you've got some big time matches. Um, so yeah, first match tonight is Batista and Benoit. Uh, the Batista bomb gets the victory for Batista in seven minutes or so. Um, big power Lots match, Batista. They're still pushing him to the moon. When he had him on his shoulders, just ramming him head first into the turnbuckle. Oh, it's brilliant. They're making it like an absolute machine. As Flair says, what a way to start 2005 Revolution. <laughs> that is it. So speaking of Flair, we're backstage with Evolution. Uh, Batista, he shows up looking for the money from the bet last week. Uh, and as we spoke about earlier, Triple H, he turns around to Rick Flair and he goes, Rick, pay him $100. <laughs> and Batista's like, no, come on, I want it from you. And he's like, oh, just put the belt on Batista. Yeah. Come on, I'm Batista's ready. Let's a good go. guy. You don't want go. to take Rick's pension. He wants Alan's money. 100%. Um, we're still backstage and we've got Stitsky he gets interviewed. Um, he's got a surprise for Kane on Sunday. Um, I still, we spoke about this, I still don't get why this feud is yeah. still a thing. Well, he did kill his unborn child. Yeah but, yeah, but did he not smash him up because of that already once? Yeah, but then he beat him up at, Stitsky beat him at Kane at, um, what were it? Taboo Tuesday. Uh, Taboo Tuesday, that way. That feels like an eternity ago. And Kane's still pissed it was off. It's to go for that us. Man needs to <laughs> that man needs to fucking gear old in a grudge. It's only been about three months for these. <laughs> Up next, Y2J versus Edge. Um, again, another match that I feel like that's pay-per-view quality they're giving away on free TV. Um, Edge sets up for the spear, but Jericho leapfrogs out of the way. Um, Edge though rolls him up for the victory, just short of ten minutes. Um, it's a, a decent match, but again, something that I don't, I don't think you have a singles match on pay per view, do they? Until Mania? No, not one. Uh, not one that I can think of. That's Mania yeah. when Edge wins Rumble. All oh, this match of Raw wins this yeah. week, hands down. Already. <laughs> Raw's kicking off 2005. Two Up next, Shelton Benjamin versus Sylvain Grognier with main event Maven out for commentary. Which straight away distracts Shelton, a uh, grenade, and um, he nearly gets a win straight off the bat. And he's like, Come on, Maven, you dirty little mid card fucker. <laughs> um, heel miscommunication, though, towards the end results in Benjamin getting kicked for two. Uh, grenade, though, he forgets to kick out and the ref stops counting. It was one of them Botchamania spots. Uh, where the ref knew what the that was not the finish, so I'm just gonna stop. Like I know the rule is it the rule these days where the ref just got to go naturally, and if the man stays you gotta down, count you, you got to count it. Yeah, where obviously back then no, <laughs> I'm stopping. Everyone looks a little bit confused. Um, the exploder gets Shelton the victory in just over three minutes. Um, up next, Michael, my highlight of the week. It is time for a bit of xenophobia, as is the debate between Mohammed Hassan and Davari and JR and Jim Ross. Yeah, two 
white guys from England really are the best people to be discussing this. <laughs> I quite love JR's fucking love it or leave it, pal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's 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 USA versus the terrorists. I mean, the Arab Arab Canadians or the Canadian guy and his Arab pal. It's um, it's awkward. Uncomfortable yeah. watching it back now. It, yeah, just shall we just yeah, swiftly move on? Oh, they beat, they yeah. beat up the commentators. A sucker punch, so, uh, good at shot. the end of the debate, yeah, they, they kick the fuck out of the commentators. So for the rest of the night, we've got playing the role of Joey Styles is one and only coach cunt. It's like Sunday night oh, here in mainstream. He <laughs> <laughs> starts choking JR with his belt. And Jez even cuts himself. It was just awkward to watch. That's it. I think that was the thing, isn't it? It's just awkward. It's very much awkward. Very much awkward. Moving on then. Up next, coach on commentary as it is Trish Stratus versus Victoria. Um, just over three minutes, Trish gets the victory over a massive big boot to Victoria's yeah, head. Too much time twerking from Victoria. Deeper action. Allowed Trish to block the moonsault. But then, because the feud of all the feuds that will never ever die, Lita comes charging out. But by the time Lita comes charging out, Snitsky comes charging out. And then you get Kane's pyro goes off. And you're like, here we go, he's back. Oh no, no Kane. And then Kane makes his return. Big triumphant return. He should have just come out with the pyro. I don't understand why they did that. Um, and then, it, it, so it's on. It's on for the Rumble. Yeah. It's Snitsky New Year's Revolution. Uh, no, for New Year's, Re New Year's Revolution, sorry. Um, it's on for Snitsky versus the big red monster avenging his baby's death once that more was conceived from unconsented intercourse oh yeah people yeah I think Keynes forgot that he was a rapist Name yeah, man we've not forgot Keynes forgot he was a rapist <laughs> but man he loved that baby that was it he loved that baby up next Eugene versus Christian uh, Christian gets the victory grabbing the ropes of the victory in just over under four minutes um, it really shocked me this to be fair it's Eugene I know it's Eugene but he's in tag division now he should be no threat Christian's a tag team specialist well needing to use the ropes to defeat Eugene that makes you look shit it does imagine imagine telling that Christian in 2004 that in like 17 years time son right, you're going to join a brand new wrestling promotion that's going to take over the world and you're going to win the impact title the belt that belongs to another wrestling promotion that you're going to join in a year or so, right? And then come back to WWE, but then you're going to win that when you're associated to a different wrestling promotion, but then defend it on that wrestling... You, you lost me at wrestling. Wrestling's fucking crazy at minute. Wrestling is crazy it's at minute. It's absolutely mad. It's, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It right is. Now. If you like your AEW, like your Impact, there's, you like WWE... There's have, something for like, everybody. All your returns. Yeah, all your returns and stuff like that. Ah, oh, mate, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of shit down there for a lot of people at the minute in time. Um, main event time, Michael. The game versus RKO. Um, again, I feel like it was just weird where this match went for like 17 minutes. And I feel like, give it another 5-10. And it's pay-per-view worthy again. I feel like, yeah, you, you give it, it's a start of the year. We want to hit the year with a bang. 2005, brand new year, new year, new, new start and all that jazz. But I feel like this could have been a Royal Rumble it main could've. event. It was a great match. And JR come back out for commentary because Coach was struggling on his own. Bless him. <laughs> he was doing his best. He's, he's not he's he Joey Styles, is it? He's not Joey Styles. He gave it a good go. Um, Randy Orton 
Randy Orton gets the finish. It's about just under 70 minutes with the yeah, RKO. Yeah, everybody comes um, out. Yeah, I, I feel like it was one of them where it was overbooked because it was a Raw match. Like, if it was a pay-per-view, it wouldn't as be overbooked it as been it was. the same match minus the ending. Yeah, minus all the, all, all the bullshit. Um, but yeah, that was that was Monday Night Raw, Michael, starting the year off with a flyer. A lot of good in-ring action. Um, if you've got... My only downfall with Raw, and it has been for many, many weeks now, where unless you're in the main event, your storyline doesn't really matter. Is turn up for work, you'll be on TV, do what you want. Yeah, but if you're not in the main event, uh, well, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give you TV time. But like, like no, they're not going to go anywhere with Maven, are they? No. Let's be right. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to go after the mid card. You, you, you can't see one wrestler currently in the Raw mid card that can make that step up. to be with you after Maven? That's it. Well, well, Shelton at the minute is king of the mid-card. I mean, look at everybody else. You, you kind of got... Time. You've got Shelton... Well, you've probably got Shelton, Christian, everybody else underneath, and then probably a little bit above him is, like, Jericho. Edge. Randy Orton. Edge. And then you've got, like, Triple H, Benoit, Michaels, obviously, eventually, when he... When, I know he's a ref, but he's, he'll be back soon. And then Kane. Like, for me, Kane has lost yeah, fate he's, in Gene fucking Snitsky. He's taken a back... Kane's been lost for a backwards. long time. So, I mean... Kane's got well, no, he's, he's constantly Everything's going back mask off. Shane McMahon and uh, he should have never took fucking mask off. That's it. Anyway, Michael, how many Mavens for Monday uh, Three. Three. Ooh, I get a solid two and a half. I feel like it was a solid, solid episode, but some good in ring action. Do you know what I mean? It's nice to intermingle all the six guys of the Elimination Chamber, but I feel like it was all focused about them six guys, which, let's be right, I'm kind of, I'm counteracting what I'm about to say, but let's be right, it should be about the main event. Well, when the GM opens the show holding the world title, that shows what the importance oh, you, is. Oh, you know what the importance is? But I feel like we've got two hours here and we've, we should spend a lot more time building up future potential main eventers where we're not because there's nothing going on. There's no storylines. There's just shit going on for an hour and a bit. Plus having them all wrestle each other kind of devalues the yeah, chamber match the, itself. That's the norm, isn't it? Yeah, but that's, all, that's always the norm, isn't it? Always the norm. You know, the, the thing is, though, we, for me personally, I'm coming out of this thinking, right, we're going into a chamber and it's all about Batista. Let's see what happens with Batista and Triple H. Because like I said to you before, I can't remember this chamber match in the slightest. I remember it happening. I remember the event, but I cannot remember the outcome. One, I not one who iota, out as champion. So I cannot That's wait it. to watch this. Well, don't tell me. I don't care. I don't want to know. I'll watch it in a bit. <laughs> Are you ready, Michael, for the final episode in this current block of timeline as it is time for some more Smackdown? The first Smackdown of 2005. I knew. I knew I could count on you. You know me, I fear nothing, but there's one thing I cannot stand, it's caskets. Thank you for coming to help me. You don't have to thank me. That's what I do. I'm going to take care of this. That casket stipulation at the Royal Rumble has to go. We both know you can beat The Undertaker. We both know you're gonna beat The Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. But that casket stipulation is totally unfair to you. Now, I used to be the general manager here on SmackDown. I know how to make all the moves. I know how to make things happen. Follow me. I'm gonna take care of this right now. 
kicked it is. We are right January now. the 6th, 2005. We are in somewhere in Connecticut. The, I've got Mohegan no Sun Casino. It. It's where Shane uh, kicked Kane into burning bin. Oh, in that big bin, was it? Mohegan uh, Sun Casino. Mohegan Sun in Uncastle. Uh, Unc- Unc- I fuck knows how it's pronounced in Connecticut. Um, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio opens the show. It's like WCW hey, Nitro. The first match on the first SmackDown 2005, and it turns out to be the best, best feud on SmackDown in 2005. Nitro, mate. It's all about Nitro. Um, I thought it was a, we had a great spot towards the end. Um, so <laughs> Eddie goes and gets the belt. Uh, he throws it to Ray, who then throws it right back to Eddie as the ref gets up yeah. after a ref bump. And so Eddie has to drop down covering the belt. Um, Eddie then crawls around on his stomach to hide the title, insists that he's not used it, it's not whatever. He tries to crawl and throw it, but he gets caught. He gives this hilarious look. Ray fucking burst character. Ray's laughing as well. I thought it was so fun, so much fun. Um, Eddie tries to convince the ref that he means Ray did it. It wasn't me, I'm just hiding it because of Ray. Um, we almost get a double DQ, but Eddie begs the ref to keep the match going, and that allows Ray to small package him, one, two, three. Whilst he was in the 619 position as well. I thought it was brilliant. And at the end, unenthusiastically, Ray and Eddie are shaking hands. I thought it was a fantastic was way to brilliant. open the show. Monday Night Nitro. It was such a fun match. When Eddie's trying, gets caught with the belt, and he's like, No! Not me, No! Oh, I thought it was fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Speaking of something that's not really fantastic, we go backstage to one John Heidenreich with Paul Heyman. Um, he thanks Paul Heyman for coming up with the casket stipulation. Um, Heyman, he's, he's kind of treated like a big reveal and he's not showing um, a little bit kind of into Heidenreich's speak, uh, speech even. Um, but Heyman, he promises to fix things. I'm like, no, I'll leave it as it is. I'm quite happy with a fucking uh, casket match. I like an old school yeah, casket match. You know, how else? How else is Taker to get him over? Fucking singles matches haven't worked. <laughs> and it is time for once again to hand it over to Michael as the cruiserweight champion Funaki goes up against Akio. Whilst Carlito is ringside, getting with his petition once more so he can send it to the board of directors to get D'Lo fired I thought it was brilliant I thought it was brilliant Um, he got uh, a signature from the cameraman and a couple of fans at ringside he he is determined to get D'Lo fired but this was the away from the ring action but the finishing match Akio misses a corkscrew moonsault and Funaki jumps off the middle rope and hits the DDT for three that's it and still Still, you're undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. He's SmackDown's number one announcer. Shaved head now as well. Yes, yes. Well, let's let's mix it up a little bit. It's like he's getting ready for a change. Well, we'll, we shall see. Maybe he's uh, interested in like becoming some form of cowboy. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, after the match, uh, we see Georgia Giovanni. She won't sign the petition, so Carlito spits apple on her. <laughs> but yeah, it's just this position's more important than the cruiserweight title. Oh, absolutely. Mate, it's fucking Funaki versus Akio. Jesus Christ. That's the best we can do at the minute. Uh, I know that your love for Funaki is strong, but fuck me. 
Um, we're backstage with Heyman and Heidenreich. Uh, they're trying to talk Teddy Long out of the casket match at the Rumble. Uh, looks like we might get a bit of fucking violence. Long's looking a bit scared. But he's like, Heidenreich, I can't give a fuck about you. I've got an offer for you. If you can beat Undertaker tonight, you can pick a new stipulation. So what we're going to get? Um, buried alive? Cage. Hell in a cell. Mm, maybe. 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 <laughs> a chamber immediately followed by Hell in a cell. <laughs> Three stages of hell. <laughs> cage, chamber, cell. <laughs> oh no, it'd have to be over here, wouldn't it? It'd have to be cage, and then cha- uh, cell in, drops off of that, and uh, the missing chamber drops off hell in a cell. <laughs> um, but Teddy Long says, oh, I've got another idea. As about tonight, it's two-on-one handicap. Paul Heyman and Heinemann versus The Undertaker. Heyman, are you out of your fucking mind? Too long. They said he said you, but he meant the royal you. <laughs> we are still backstage with Kurt Angle. It meets up with the big dog and the reflection. But Amy Weber comes in and wants to talk to him in private. She offers him her services, but Angle sees her as hedging her bets. Um, it looks like we may get some intercourse let's see and Kurt Angle seems quite happy with that he was very happy with that but I want to know how did she get in there without going through the door because magic because wrestling Marco don't question stuff that's obviously stupid she's got her own private locker room yet all the other divas have to share one JBL money yeah JBL's money mate that's how it is and speaking of Kurt Angle and his minions, uh, he's still on this quest to defeat every jobber in every area as it's time, once again, I thought we'd all finish this with Big Show. It's the Kurt Angle Invitational. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Brian Black. Uh, it looks a bit like Chris Nowinski, don't you think? Where it looks like short generic as fuck. We're I mean, they all do. The rest. They all do. With um, a more three, generic name. 30 second jobber match. 26 seconds. The win. I still don't understand. Oh, sorry. Uh, I still don't understand where this is going. It's just... I just want to squash a load of people. <laughs> We've got no tells better for you to do, Kurt. Um, we are with Tony Wilson and Jackie Gadia backstage in the meet-up with Daniel Puder, the winner of Tough Enough. Um, he doesn't seem overly impressed. Uh, Puder brings up Jackie cheating on Charlie and wishes her better luck with men in the future. Uh, they can leave now, uh, and Puder's saying they're just after his cash. Well... Million dollar tough enough. Man's a millionaire. They're probably on the same money. If not more. He's probably on... It's like... I'm sure like I've read before with the tough enough where it's a million dollars, but it's split over like seven years. But after the first year, where you may only get 200 grand, WWE can... They, they can have the right to fucking cancel the contract and shit like that. It's not as glamorous as they make it sound. Absolutely. Um... Michael, up next, John Cena and Kenzo Suzuki for a battle rap. Kenzo looks like un- Uncle Sam and he's now clean-shaven. Yeah. That was the creepy thing about it, that he was clean-shaven. I'm not sure why he's <laughs> a shave. Well, they, they have a little bit of a back and forth and John Cena, he brings out Rochelle, Michelle and Lauren. All the new divas. Um, they get Kenzo's attention and John Cena, he goes, I swear, he's got some game. It's like, no, we haven't. Have we not seen him against Tor- with Tori? He can't pull for Erica shit. I can't believe what she's seen either. And she she was there for Tori. Is it, is it, again, though, another case of John Cena and his shitty mid-card because John Cena needs to be now, yeah. needs to take a step? They just need to give Kurt... They need to give Kurt Cena's a too good for this shit. first, then they can sort Cena out. 
Up next, Michael. The tag team division once again goes in singles action as it's Rob Van Dam versus Doug Basham. What did it you make? Your standard Basham match, really. Bit of trim magic. VAR only works when they need it to, I guess. <laughs> what what do you make to uh, Danny's choke bomb for the, the the big Albert bomb for yeah, the finish? A bit short, too, on the short side to be using that, but because it's it, it's a big guy move. Yeah, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. It's it's not something because the Bashams they're not small kids, but like they're Chapman only six two. But they're not exactly mon- yeah, they're not exactly monsters. Um, we go backstage Kurt Angle he lets himself into Amy Webber's dressing room but she's in the shower uh, the suit comes off and Angle rubs his nipples uh, but it's Joe Giovanni in the shower and she screams her heart at oh big shots I just found you, it hilarious like he just opens the bathroom door and then he's about to knock on the shower curtain <laughs> like it's gonna make a he didn't knock on the shower first so Big Show's pissed off, uh, the chase is on. Uh, we wind up in the ring as the announcers try and work out what's going on. Uh, the Big Dog and Jindrak, they try and help, but they get destroyed. Angle gets a chair, it goes fucking well, and Angle's dispatched by Show. So it's like, so yet again, there's not much going on because this storyline's gone on for fucking I have ages. a theory what's happened here. I reckon the sign on the locker room door that said Amy Webber, I reckon that was a fake sign. So now that brings into question, how the fuck has Joy Giovanni got her own room? Because Divas, because Vince, Vince loves fucking Divas. He's like, the more Divas he has, he's like, hmm, I could be How come he makes Tori and the rest of them share then? Well. He's, because, <laughs> but does he know? No one knows. Right? They might all have individual locker rooms. The mid-card, they share. Like Kenzo and Renee, yeah, they share a room. Rob Van Damme, they share, a, they share one big locker room. But I reckon the Divas, they all share Vince's <laughs> office. <laughs> Get dressed in my office, you're all right, don't worry about it. Linda, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Linda, it's just wrestling. It's, have you ever watched EastEnders? It's fucking acting. I'm not doing no, nah, Trish, sit on this. <laughs> it's storyline. <laughs> We go backstage, Hyde and Mike, he's punching the wall to warm up as Heyman tries to calm him down. Um, he, he volunteers to be on Hyde and Mike's team if Long doesn't order him to do it. Uh, but it's like, well, I don't think Hyde and Mike really cares who's with him or who's not with him. Hyde and Mike's that fucked up. As it is time for Hyde and Mike and Paul Heyman going up against The Undertaker in handicap. I love how Heyman was just constantly hiding behind the rope during this. Yeah. He's shitting himself. <laughs> Heyman is so good of giving it big and but minute that he's confronted, he's like, I'm a little fat man. I can't do shit. Unless it's like Bischoff or Michael yeah. Cole or someone like that. I batter you. Anybody else? Fuck. <laughs> uh, we get snake eyes into a big boot and that sends Hydra back to the floor. And then here comes the druids. Uh, they bring out two caskets to the ring. Michael Cole stating the obvious. Perhaps one's for Heidenreich and the other's for Heyman. Um, Heidenreich panics. He tags in Heyman, who <laughs> runs into the crowd as Undertaker's head snaps. Um, we get a lot of screaming that's cut off, though, by a tombstone. Heyman's sent into the casket for the win. Um, so Heyman's not going to be at Rumble. Uh, yeah. Uh, see, I keep saying Rumble, because who gives a fuck about all this? Yeah, all yeah. this is Rumble, innit? It's Smackers. Yeah, see, I'm getting confused because I'm... I'm not used to having this additional pay-per-view after I'm getting. Michael, that was Smack of the Down. How many Mavens? What did uh, you make? I give that 2.5 Maven. The matches themselves were, were decent enough. I love the opener. We had Ian Ray. Amazing match. Uh, but yeah, Raw agreed. definitely wins. Agreed. 
Rightly so, they're building for a show. So, Michael, that has been Raw and SmackDown in the build-up to New Year's Revolution, the brand-new pay-per-view from the WWE. Um, are you excited for it? Has, has Raw done its job? Yeah. I'm hyped to see Batista unleash hell in the chamber. <laughs> Me and you You both. can tell they are definitely building both. to Batista and Aaron as well. And the highlight for this was the uh, beat clock, the spec. With the stipulation yeah, I, I as well, if you're beat, you're out. And the stipulation alone, absolutely. It was absolutely fantastic. One of my highlights that we've had, especially for Raw, because Raw's been a bad show for the last few months. He's got us excited about stipulation. Absolutely. Uh, I think my, my only little negative point for Raw is that spend a little more time with everybody else. It's not all about Hunter and the fucking main event. No, but I think they'll spend a bit more time with everyone else after this pay-per-view. Uh, now, usually, we would run down, prior to the pay-per-view, we'd run down the card. Now, but because I can't remember the card whatsoever, I don't want to go and find the card, because 99% of places where I find the card, I find the results. So we're not going to run around, run down the card. We're just going to leave it there. So thank you very much well, for listening up on it. Yeah, it took time out to listen to us. No, I don't want to know nothing apart from the main event. I not, no, I don't want to know any matches. I don't care. I, don't, I just want to watch it blind. But I can't remember the jack shit. I don't want to know... And I don't care. Michael, on that note, if everyone doesn't already, where can they find us on all forms of social media? And if you don't, it's on Facebook and YouTube at Ruthless Aggression Era Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at REO Podcast. Go check out the rest of our main feed on SoundCloud and Spotify and iTunes outside of the USA. Sorry about that, guys. Because <laughs> Dave was shit when he set it up many, many years ago when he had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> But who gives a fuck about iTunes? You can get a podcast anywhere. Any fucking where. And usually you can find us there. On that note, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until I still want to say New Year's resolution. This has been the Art Era Podcast. Be safe. Until then. For all Lang Syne. <laughs> Happy New Year, people. <laughs> <laughs>